Hi there, I'm Birgit O'Connor and welcome to the World of Watercolor Painting podcast. Now in today's episode, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about my experience of starting plein air painting. And how this came about was last week we had a power outage, so I just threw everything into a bag, picked up my easel that I've never used, went for a drive, and started painting. Now, this experience really taught me a lot because I had my own personal expectations of what I thought I needed to do before I started painting. And I was also really nervous about being in a public setting and what if it wasn't any good and would I be really humiliated? And with all that external stimulation, how to keep my focus? And by releasing the expectations of what I thought I needed to do, it makes it a lot of fun. Now, with the approach of painting that I like to do with this plein air style, I also run into some other problems that I thought I might need to pay attention to. Now, in general, I always think of watercolor being non-toxic, but if I'm going to do this particular technique that I'm enjoying with the plein air painting, there are some things I might need to keep in mind. Now, I hope you join us, and let's get started and have some fun. Last week... Out of nowhere, blue sky, we had a power outage. Last minute, big, big surprise. What was really interesting about that is that it prompted me out of of frustration is that I just threw a bunch of colors in a bag and then I ended up uh, taking this easel. It was a a plein air pro light easel, which I'll show you later. And I just, I haven't used it and I just went for a drive. I just got out of here. I needed a moment, you know, because I've got a lot of stuff going on in my life, just like everybody else. I've got uh, parents that are uh, getting older and my husband's father and, you know, we've got, and then I have another grandbaby, you know, it's just life. It got a ton of stuff going on. So I just needed a moment. And, um, So I took that opportunity of the power outage instead of uh, struggling with everything, I just left. It was really interesting because I'm learning a lot by doing that. And by learning that, I know that I'll be able to help you with uh, more things. I, I take everything as an opportunity. Like even if I have a painting that's really not working, I will work with it. And uh, what I found doing this uh, plein air stuff is that I really didn't know what I was doing at all. You're going to be able to relate to this because I had no idea what I was doing. It was all very sloppy. I had no idea if anybody would like it. And it doesn't really matter if anybody else likes it except myself. And so I got very hesitant on showing it to people. I think you can relate to that. And, um, not everybody liked it. And, you know, they just kind of stared at it, trying to figure it out. And that's okay, you know, but there's a lot that I'm learning as I go. So I'm just going to give you a snippet of what it was. So last week, I ran up to the beach. And on the other side, there's elephant seals here and there and actually went up there yesterday again. And there was a gentleman I have to, I should post this where a guy is sitting on the beach and this giant elephant seal just comes out at him. And it was really exciting to watch that. (laughs) So anyway, this is the first time I ever really did anything like this. And I wanted to be left alone, you know, so I actually went over to these rocks and there was really nobody on the beach. 
And out of nowhere come all these cars down the road and um, about a hundred birders popped out. See, birds. <laughs> but I'm just showing you a snippet of this. These are seagulls, but there were lots of different birds in there. So I started to do this and then people were walking all around me and it was like I was not able to get away from anybody. But what was fascinating about this process is that you know, uh, a couple times, like, like if you're in the studio painting, I will tell you to turn on your music so it distracts your brain so you can actually get more creative. But what happened here is with all that activity going on around me, and I really didn't want to be seen because I thought I really don't know what I'm doing. And I had to think about just pretend that, uh, just pretend like you know what you're doing. And uh, treat it like you're doing a demonstration, which I didn't want to be in that headspace. So it was an interesting thing. I really enjoyed it. I have a little video, which I put within the Facebook group, both groups, and I'll also give you a link to it. I posted it live right now on YouTube. So the next day I was prompted to go back out because I really wanted to catch the sunrise. Isn't that gorgeous? And then you know, as I'm getting everything set up, it's like the sun pops up, I'm being blinded by the sun, and then I had to turn to the other side. And I will elaborate more on this when I actually go deeper into this. So, you know, we're always wrestling with a lot of different things. I like, I've always liked the idea of doing plein air painting, but I was, I think, maybe too embarrassed and I didn't know how to set up, but this is it really taught me a lot. Just get on the fly, go ahead and do it, release the obstacles. So like I told you the day before, I had about a hundred birders around me. And then in this spot, what ended up happening was the cars, this is early in the morning and all these cars are ripping by me. So what they're doing is going out past my house, out to the bird observatory and also to go for big hikes. I mean, I just could not believe the cars going by. So it was incredibly distracted. I felt I must be out of my mind because there were so many, um, I'm right next to the road. So when you hear the video at some point on this, you're going to hear the cars going by, but I did try to tone that down. Now, again, this is very sloppy and especially for uh, anybody starting out or feeling insecure, this should make you feel better <laughs> because, uh, you know, there's things that I really, really like here. and. It's battling the thought of uh, being more realistic or trying to be perfect. It has a different look to it and, uh, and a different experience. So then the next day I went out and went into these, uh, a little field of daffodils, which we have close to my house. Now I felt isolated, um, which I wanted to be there. And then people started walking by another experience. So it's been a huge huge lesson in how to stay focused with all these external distractions. And why is that important? Because it makes you tap more into your creativity. You have to let go. There's a frustration there and you have to let go. And then this was the last one that I did. Now, these are wild iris out here. There aren't very many wild iris blooming just yet. The point of it is 
Uh, I think what really helps in this kind of painting, it's so different than where we actually see the reference photo and we're trying to replicate exactly what we see. What we have to do is take the idea. There's a lot of mingling of color and it's a lot of fun. And you, again, use your imagination. So just trying to give you an idea of what last week had spurred and inspired. A lot of people have asked me, what easel was I using? This was the Traveler series. You can get an idea what this is. It's very simple. I can always elaborate on this at another time. And what I'll do is I'll take the this up here and put it in the chat. So if that helps you have a better idea or find it, there you go. And, you know, of course, you can make one like this. I think it's I think it's very simple to do it. You just have a little um, tripod. You make a backing, and you know, again, we will elaborate this at another time. But I really didn't want to go through the trouble, and I don't think it's really that much more cost effective if you make it on make one yourself. So this is the YouTube video. And then eventually you'll see a few little legs here of people walking by and you'll get the idea like this all seems nice and peaceful, but uh, my mind is screaming, just so you know, maybe there's a person walking by right there. Oh, you can't, you can't barely see it. There you go. There's a person there. Anyway, really huge, huge lessons here. The other thing I thought about, let's say you don't live in a spot where it's very pretty and you want to do plein air painting. I thought, well, what could I do for people like that? What I would consider doing, of course, you can go to a park, you can find whatever's pretty around you. But I thought, well, what if you printed something out on a little piece of paper, put it up outside in your backyard or on your deck and kind of... Um, uh, just use that idea of that image because it would be very similar to being outside. Uh, there's a huge difference in the approach of the plein air painting and in the studio. The focus is really different. When we're outside, there's way too much to look at. It's too much external um, sensory information coming in. But it'll help you in your regular painting because if you find yourself being tedious and tight, you'll have a better idea of how to loosen up. So I have a lot of ideas on that subject. And then I'm thinking, am I just letting go too much? You know, but <laughs> bottom line is that's what fits into my life right now. You know, so that's the tough thing. So, um, and then I thought this morning, so if I, like it all fits into a backpack and I go for my walk and I set it up. It takes me about 20, 30 minutes to do a painting yeah. and I'm satisfied. And then um, again, I don't know if anybody else is going to like it or not, but uh, it's the experience. It's loosening up. I'm getting tapping into more of the creativity, learning how to focus right here instead of being distracted by all the external. So there's a lot of really positive things that go into it. So 
And I'm still not clear. So I don't have it with me. I have it in the car. So I have it up at an angle. I go like this. And then some of those videos that you're going to see at some point is that they I'll flip it around. I'll even spin it on the tripod or I might make it go at an angle. So it's again, similar to that little piece of paper. There's a lot of flexibility in there. Mm -hmm. And then, yes, you're going to see the thing fall down, you know? So it's like, and then it's like, oh, I guess I'm going to have a cloud there, you know? So there's. It's just um, playing with it. Also, it's fun to use a credit card and all different things. And also somebody suggested using like a a deck of cards, you know, those playing cards, because it's got a slick surface on that. That would be fun. So, you know, it's a little different. It would be pliable like the little piece of paper, but it has that flexibility. So that would be really neat to to use. I had a quick question. Did you paint? Um, with a block of paper? I did. I ended up using uh, the block of, uh, which su- completely surprised me. Um, it was a block of th- uh, 140 pound arches cold press paper. And I wasn't sure if I, it was like a 16 by 20, I think. And I wasn't sure if I was going to use that or like that. And now I think I would like to um, even paint larger. That would be fun. But then, you know, it's a lot to carry out there. And so I was kind of forced to use with, uh, I didn't go into it with a big plan. I just (laughs) threw the color in whatever tube would open was the one I would use. And (laughs) would basically stay to three colors. And then I thought Da Vinci paints are very cost effective. That would be great if you're doing the plein air painting and you want to get loose and sloppy and have a great time. But then I went to order uh, or at least look at them. Let's see, is there anything different in here? Cerulean. What about the cerulean? Why are you asking why do they use these colors? No, I see like I see a cobalt turquoise here and they didn't have that. Oh, the warning? Yeah. Okay. The warning, I see what you're saying. The mm-hmm. warning's going to be mostly on the cads. Right. Um, because they're the worst. Chromium is almost as bad. Um, it's anything at the bottom of the periodic table on the right-hand side. Lead. Manganese. Um, what about a manganese? Manganese is not bad. Uh, it's a transition. It's, I mean, it, it, any of them are poisonous if you eat them. Okay. Right. Well, we're not but going to do that. I was also surprised with the Naples yellow, Well, that's got the white in there. And so what did they put in with the white? Right. So it's like, that's uh, probably titanium dioxide and, um, uh, you know, uh, one of the yellows, one of the yellow pigments. Okay, because I was really surprised by, well, these are colors that I don't usually use. And I don't, Uh, You know, I don't, like I said, I don't usually use any of the CADs. I don't use very many, like I may occasionally Mm -hmm. use the cobalt blue. And I thought, I think I should pay attention to this and take a look. And I thought, should I start painting with rubber gloves if I'm going to be that? Oh, no. If you are a, an oil painter and you're throwing it, you know, and um, you, you're using tons of it and it's concentrated. Yeah, then you have to worry about it. But a watercolor, it's so diluted. Yeah, but that's the way I'm using it for this plein air painting. But even out of the tube, it's pretty diluted. Now, I wouldn't eat it out of the tube. But when you put it on your brush and you use it thick, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but your water is what you're throwing away. 
Well, what about, about the cat free? Oh, yeah, there's cat frees that you can get instead. Well, wouldn't that be called a hue instead of a... Yes, it okay. would be. And what about this quinacridone gold? Well, I have to look at what's in it. You know, there are what they call MSDSs. They're, multiple, uh, they're material safety data sheets. Mm -hmm. And you can get them on any of these, um, uh, on any substance that's sold. I think they have to tell us because it's there. Exactly. And there's a relative, it's relative uh, harm based on how you use it. Mm -hmm. These are metal ions and metal ions are um, water soluble. Um, they tend, they can bond with organic compounds, but they don't go, they don't go through your skin. Um, oh, that's not readily, especially not with water because your water doesn't go through your skin, does it? So it can't, it can't carry it. It's wherever the water can carry it. I don't know. Honestly, sometimes when I get on that scale, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, God, that's interesting. That, that is really something to know that. And um, the Viridian too, that was interesting. And I thought, am I going to have like blue hands all the time when I'm painting now? And the Viridian, you know what I mean? Gloves. Yeah, no, you can't yeah. get rid of it. Oh, I don't mind my like I and always have cyanide. What? Well, it's a derivative of cyanide. Yes, cadmium is absorbed through the skin if you have enough of it. But this is so dilute because of the water. Okay. Well, that was interesting, really interesting. And I also see that the reason why I went with the one uh 140 or uh like you said 160 is that um is because that is what they had at the store on sale. And I just wanted to make it really easy uh, for myself. And it was uh, a little cheaper, a nice size. And I was doing things I didn't want to do that day, went to the art store, you know, just to feel like I'm in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, oh, fun. I'm going to buy myself a pad of paper. And uh, I'm actually really surprised. And I thought, you know, um, I thought, would I rather take a sheet and break it down? I, I thought, I really mm -hmm. like the flexibility of this. So mm -hmm. I, I'm really loving it. Yeah, I was, I was curious because I have tried um, planar painting with watercolors. And because of the wind, the, the water dries really fast. But with the 300, it holds small water. So you can control a little bit more the paint. The other is like... It's, totally different in, in plein air. Do you see my little like the smirky face here? Because <laughs> what was fabulous about this, you know, like I said, everything is such an experience. And if we, we have to let go of that uh, idea of expectation and that's such a battle. So with the 140, Okay, I had it up at an angle. It's drying faster than I wanted. And so I got the sky in first and then it's puddling down here. And I'm really allowing myself to make a mess and using all the colors like with what Tina was saying and then thinking, oh my gosh. So it's taking what we were experimenting with just a few weeks ago, taking that to the next level, you know, and doing it outside. And the, I liked that it was drying faster in some areas and um, really wet on the on others. Let's see. I wonder. I just had a thought, and I don't want to interrupt your thought. Oh, go ahead. Well, I, I forgot your finger painting. Yeah. That's why we use brushes. 
Yeah. And in the, um, you know, like before World War II, women used to paint the dials of um, clocks with radium paint. And they would put the brush in their mouth to make it a sharp point, mm -hmm. And they got sick. Mm -hmm. um, so I forgot that you're finger painting. I don't do that. So right. I know. So that's what I was thinking about. And I thought, you know what? I was just playing with it. And I thought, if I want to play with this more, this should be something I need to consider. Okay. So like with what we were just talking about with Alicia. Okay. So you can see that it creates a few little crawls down here. And it's interesting to see how each painting starts to get more developed. And this is sitting right next to the side of road by the road people are stopping to ask me for directions and ripping by me and i'm not thrilled about being there but i'm looking at the effect in these areas and that might not be exactly what we want and it's just plain you know just plain now that concludes today's episode. I hope you found this informative and are inspired to go out and do some of your own plein air painting. You can always find me on Instagram or on my website, beergetoconnor.com. And if you're interested in finding more out about future courses, I'm developing one on plein air painting that I think you're really going to like, go ahead and join my mailing list. So until next time, have fun and happy painting.